0: Good afternoon and welcome to the pilot episode for my new podcast, After the Final Whistle, where I will be exploring everything that you need to know in the world of soccer. If that's game recaps, transfer news, international tournaments, you will be able to hear it here. My name is Matthew Plachek, and I will be a freshman at Northwestern University in the fall. And this episode is going to explore the men's Olympics tournament that recently began in Tokyo, Japan. As many of you know, the soccer world was put on hold When the coronavirus began last year in the spring, soccer leagues across the world were forced to stop and wait until the coronavirus was able to be contained. And just recently, have we seen the reemergence of continental tournaments, the Euros that have recently taken place with Italy being the winner and Argentina recently winning the Copa America, as well as the Gold Cup that is currently taking place in the United States in places like Kansas City and Tennessee. We have seen soccer superstars able to represent their country once again and the men's olympics that are currently going on in tokyo at the moment are no different as as per normal it is a 23 and under competition it has been that way since 1992 but this year the international olympic committee decided to push the restrictions back to 24 and under because of covid so anyone that was eligible last year to play will be eligible to play this year Three designated players are permitted on each roster. So that means that three players over the age of 24 this year, normally it's 23, are allowed on each roster. Normally, each team is allowed to roster 18 players for the entire tournament, 16 field players and two goalies. But for 2020 in Tokyo, they changed it because of COVID. They want to keep the safety and the health of the athletes as a priority. And so uh, coaches are allowed to name 22 players, for their squad they're allowed to stay in tokyo in the olympic village with 18 players dressing for each game two field players and two goalies as per normal clubs have to release players to be there for many players that have expressed the desire to play in the olympics it has been quite difficult for their clubs to release them ferran torres who plays for manchester city was not released to play in this tournament Mohamed Salah of liverpool was also not released so there are a number of star players that are missing under-24, 23, under 24, pardon, or over-24 that will not feature in this tournament because they were not released by their clubs. In the last time that we saw these teams compete in Rio in 2016 in the Olympics, Brazil defeated Germany in the finals 5-4 in a penalty shootout at the Maracanã, with Neymar scoring the winning penalty. Uh, featured players on both teams included Marquinhos, Fred, Rafinha, Felipe Anderson, Neymar, Douglas Costa, Gabriel Jesus, and Gabriel Barbosa for Brazil who all play for big clubs in Europe and in South America and then for Germany Nicolas Sule, Matthias Ginter, Lucas Klosterman, Sven Bender, Lars Bender, Leon Goretzka, Julian Brandt, Serge Nabry and Nils Peterson also play for huge clubs in Europe and Serge Nabry and Nils Peterson were actually tied for the tournament's top goal scorer with 6 each in the third place bronze medal match Nigeria beat Honduras 3 to 2 And a notable absence from this tournament is the United States. We have not competed at an Olympics since 2008 in Beijing where we finished ninth. Our best ever finish was silver at the St. Louis Olympics in 1904. We have not qualified since then. We will look ahead to 2024, but the U.S. is not competing at Tokyo this year. In the Tokyo Games, the games did begin yesterday, July 22nd and they will take place for approximately two weeks with the final on Saturday, August 7th. Something that is interesting to watch, as I mentioned, is the Euros and the Copa America just took place. Two teams that are currently in the Olympics have brought players that competed in those two tournaments. Spain has brought back Unai Simon from Athletic Bilbao, Eric Garcia and Pedri of FC Barcelona, Pau Torres from Villarreal, Mikel Jarzabal from Real Sociedad, and Dani Olmo from RB Leipzig. So they brought six players back who competed at the Copa America. Brazil has only brought one, and that is their star forward Richarlison, who plays his club football for Everton. And something else that is notable is this will be the first time that the Olympics will feature VAR, the video assistant referee. There will be 99 total referees throughout the whole competition on the field, in the VAR room, and assisting each other in order to make these games as fair and as conducive to the rules as possible it will be interesting to see how much of a place var does take at this year's olympics we've seen a number of instances where it's been used correctly it's been used incorrectly and it is a topic of hot debate so i expect to see a lot of pundits and a lot of players expressing either their frustration or their happiness with the use of var With the games taking place yesterday, let's hop into our first round summary in Group A. Mexico beat France 4-1 in the first game of the entire tournament. Ernesto Vega, who plays his club football for Guadalajara, had a header in the 46th minute after a cross from Diego Lanez to put Mexico ahead 1-0. They later scored in the 55th minute with a half-volley finish from Francisco Cordova from inside the box. France looked to get back into the game with Andre Pierre Gignac from Tigres, who... Scored a penalty in the 69th minute for France's lone goal in the game after Randall Colo Muani was brought down in the box by his, by Cesar Jacim Montes from Monterrey. Mexico then went ahead once again and scored in the 80th minute with a nice dribble from Carlos Santuno who finished off the post, beating the French goalkeeper to his right in order to put Mexico up 3 1 in second half stoppage time. Eduardo Aguirre beat the French goalkeeper Paul Bernardoni from angers at his near post for Mexico's fourth and final goal to give Mexico those three points. Guillermo Ochoa was in the sticks for Mexico. He plays his club football in Mexico for Club América. He had three saves in the game. Of course, Ochoa is notable for his two mid-of-the-match performances in the 2014 World Cup with one against Brazil, famously saving Neymar's header, and he made 25 saves in Mexico's four games at the 2018 World Cup in Russia, which was only second to Thibaut Courtois of Belgium's 27 saves in seven games. In the other game, in Group A, Japan did beat South Africa 1-0. Takafusa Kubo of Real Madrid had the only goal of the game after a nice diagonal ball from Ayo Tanaka of Fortuna Dusseldorf. Japan mostly dominated the game with about 60% of their passes coming in South Africa's half, whereas South Africa only managed to complete about 25% of their passes in Japan's half. Uh, Japan also had five shots on goal versus South Africa's only one. Moving on to group B, we had New Zealand versus South Korea in the first game. Burnley's Chris Wood had a goal in the 70th minute, originally ruled out for offsides, but Var Czech. A VAR check reversed the decision. The referee was pr- the assistant referee had originally whistle uh, raised his flag for offsides. They went to VAR. They checked. It turned out that Chris Wood was in fact onside, so the goal did count. And the game was largely dominated um, by the New Zealand defense. Half of South Korea's shots were blocked with crucial interceptions on multiple occasions from Winston reed who currently plays for West Ham United. He was loaned out to Brentford for the past spring season. Brentford, of course, winning promotion into the Premier League, so we will see them feature in the Prem in this fall. Creative playmaker Kang-In Lee from Valencia, who plays for South Korea, could not start pretty much anything in the midfield. All of his dribbles, all of his passes were stifled out, and he was subbed off in the 59th minute. And in the second game in Group B arguably the weakest group of the tournament romania beat honduras one zero an own goal from right back elvin oliva of honduras in first half stoppage time a corner was whipped in on frame by romania kind of like beckham's goal and it was headed in by the front post defender over the goalie own goal for honduras romania took the lead 1-0 honduras had 21 total shots in the game six of them were saved by romanian goalkeeper Mihai awani from fcv farul constanta Overall, not a very exciting game, but I think that Romania did take advantage of the chances they, they were given, and they luckily had the own goal fall in. I think Honduras is unlucky not to escape with a point there, but they will both look to their next matches in order to earn a chance at progressing in this tournament moving on to group c egypt and spain in an interesting game tied zero to zero all six euro call-ups that i mentioned earlier for spain started after featuring in their semi-final loss in the euros to eventual winners italy Dani olmo pedri and Unai simon all played 120 minutes in that game eric garcia played 109 Oyarzabal played 70 and pal torres came on for eric garcia earning 11 minutes in that game. All six of those players did start yesterday against Egypt. In regards to Pedri, the 18-year-old Barcelona player, it was his 66th game in 322 days. He only missed one minute at the Euros. Barcelona did want him to rest. They did not want to send him to Tokyo for the Olympics. They wanted him to get ready to rest up before the beginning of La Liga this fall, but Spanish legislation forces clubs to release their players, so they had no choice. Pedri looked very good in the game despite having played a game about every four days of the season. He was on top of his play. He was good defensively. He created chances for Spain. And overall, I hope the best for him. And I hope that he continues to keep up his play. Um, knock on wood, he doesn't find any injuries. On the injury side, Spain did experience two injuries yesterday. Oscar Mingueza from FC Barcelona and Dani Cebachos from Real Madrid. Minguesa, Hurt his thigh after a forceful tackle from midfielder Ahmed Abu Al-Futu of Egypt. And Dani Sebastios had an ankle scare after a big tackle from Tahir Mohamed from Al-Ali, who plays for Egypt. Both of those players did receive yellow cards for their challenges. And uh, best wishes to both Mingues and Sebastros, who hopefully will be able to continue in this tournament. Notably absent from Egypt was Mohamed Salah, as I mentioned earlier. As a designated player, Liverpool did not release him, so he was not able to feature. He is currently training for the preseason, and he will feature in the Prem in Liverpool's opener. The other game in Group C, Australia, took on Argentina, defeating the Albi Celeste 2-0. Mitchell Duke had two assists, two goal scorers Lachlan Wales and Marco Otilio, Wales had a nice tap-in after a cross from Duke. And Marco Tilio had a left-footed screamer from outside the box after a layoff from Mitchell Duke, managing to put that ball past the Argentinian goalkeeper. Left-back Francisco Ortega from Argentina, who plays club football for Vélez Sarsfield in Argentina in the Primera División, was sent off in first-half stoppage time. After receiving his second yellow in a span of only two minutes, after pushing with Riley McGree of Birmingham City who also received a yellow card, Ortega will miss Argentina's next match. Both teams had double-digit shots on goal, but it was an incredibly physical game. Australia was given seven yellow cards and Argentina five yellow cards, of course two of those to Ortega, and a red card meaning he will be suspended. Last but not least, in Group D, Ivory Coast beat Saudi Arabia 2-1. First goal came after a cross was deflected for an own goal from Abdullah Al-Amri and it was later canceled out just a few minutes after the fact by an outside-the-box finesse shot from Saudi Arabia's Salem al Vasari. Frank Kessi from AC Milan for Ivory Coast had a man-of-the-match performance with his game-winning goal in the 66th minute after spinning away from defender inside the box to create space and finish. Abubakar Diomba of Maccabi Netanya received a straight red card for the Ivory Coast after throwing down Eamon Alkulaif by his neck. And last but not least, in perhaps the most anticipated game of the first round, Brazil took on Germany. Of course, a rematch from the finals in Rio. Dani Alves was captaining Brazil. He plays currently plays for Sao Paulo as he is a 38-year-old. He has played 247 games for FC Barcelona, arguably his most famous tenure and he has won 43 career trophies for both his club and country, including two Copa Americas in 2007 and 2019, and nine league titles between Barcelona, Juventus, and PSG. Richarlison of Everton had a 23-minute hat-trick after playing a full 90 minutes in the Copa America final against Argentina. He had a 7th-minute rebound today, yesterday pardon, after a 1v1 was saved by Florian Muller of VFB Stuttgart. He then, later 15 minutes after that, scored a 22nd-minute header after he slipped between Felix Uduakai and Amos Pieper of Germany, and he added his third goal in the 30th minute with a far post-finesse shot to put Brazil up 3-0. A penalty was then awarded by a hand after a handball from German right-back Benjamin Henricks, who plays his club football for RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. Mateus Cunha of Hertha Berlin failed to convert the penalty. It was saved as he went to Henricks' right, in 1st half stoppage time. Later, after the break, Nadiem Muri of Germany managed to pull one back in the 57th minute with a volley that was poorly struck but managed to bounce past Muller to give Brazil a 3-1 lead. The German disadvantage then erupted in the 63rd minute after a tackle on Donny Alves from Maximilian Arnold of Wolfsburg earned him a 2nd yellow card. Ragnar Ake of Eintracht Frankfurt scored a header in the 86th minute to give Germany hope, only down 3-2, before Brazil ensured the three points after a nice through ball from Bruno Guimaraes of Lyon was coolly finished by Bayer Leverkusen's Palinho. That concludes the first round action of yesterday. Our next games will take place on Sunday, July 25th in Group A. France will take on South Africa, with Japan facing off against Mexico. In group B, New Zealand will face Honduras and Romania will take on South Korea. In group C, Egypt will face Argentina and Australia and Spain will face off against one another. And last but not least, in group D, Brazil will take on Ivory Coast and Saudi Arabia will take on Germany. My star performer of the first batch of games was Richarlison from Brazil. His third his three-goal performance, a hat trick in only 23 minutes is the only player to play in both the Copa America and now the Olympics. I think he had a fascinating game. And I look forward to seeing his performance as Brazil continues in this tournament. Teams will play, as I said, on Sunday. France at zero points in desperate need of a win. Argentina as well sitting at zero points. And Germany, three big names that need to win their next games in order to keep their hopes alive. Spain with such a strong squad. They are sitting in tied for second place right now with Egypt, but they will look for some points against Australia, we'll be recapping the next batch of games, so look for an episode on Sunday or Monday. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it with your family and or your friends. I have been Matthew Plachek. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time after the final whistle.